Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 355. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Have passion, feel desire, live bold. Entrepreneurs like you and me are powerful people, and we deserve powerful tools. Lucky for us, Entreport offers an all-in-one small business management platform that streamlines multiple technologies with one simple solution. Go to entreport.com slash fire today. Looking for total human optimization? Onnit supplements, foods, and fitness products are designed with that exact goal in mind. Get 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dan Norris. Dan, are you prepared to ignite? John, by the end of this episode, your audience is going to have a tan. That's all I'm saying. I love it. Dan is a driven and relentless entrepreneur with an obsession for the web and content marketing specifically. His content has been described by the godfather himself, Joe Polizzi, as must-read. And this year was voted Australia's top small business blogger by Australia's largest business magazine, Smarter Business Ideas Magazine. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Dan, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of what you have going on. Oh, that sounds about, about right. Um, I love The Godfather. Um, <laughs> I, I more just love the name The Godfather than anything else. Um, so we had to have that in there. But yeah, so I'm. Uh, my background is basically building um, websites for people. I've done that over a long period of time. Um, my cu- current business is called WP Curve. And what we offer people is unlimited small fixes and maintenance 24-7 via live chat. And um, we started it about six weeks ago. And we, we're just growing like crazy. So I guess we'll talk about that later, but that's sort of what I'm excited about and what I'm working on at the moment. Man, are we ever going to dive into that later because that service that you're offering is just a no-brainer for every entrepreneur at any level of the game because you don't need to be a pro at everything. I mean, there's stuff like Dan has coming out, WP Curve, that can just take care of it and we can focus on what we need to focus on as entrepreneurs and that's content creation in our specific niche. So Dan, we're going to put that on hold for a second, but man, are we going to dive into it. And as you know, being a listener, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So Dan, take it away. Yeah, so my success quote is, uh, boredom is the opposite of happiness. And that is from Tim Ferriss, who's been on your show. And um, that was just one part of the four-hour workweek book that really resonated with me. Um, I guess when I was reading it, I was uh, it's just he's just a really amazing writer, and he kind of gets you really excited about things. And that quote to me just really stood out because I was sort of trying to work out what the hell I was doing wrong. And to me, a lot of what I was doing wrong was to do with just doing stuff that was just boring me, and um, that was having a huge impact on my happiness and also the success of the businesses I was working on. So, what was one step you specifically took when you made that realization that did turn things around? I guess the mistake that I realized I had made in the past was starting businesses that involved me doing work that wasn't interesting. And so, like, I think when you start a business, you think, oh, yeah, this business would be cool. One example was an e-commerce business I started, um, and it was just selling stuff online. And But the actual work to do that, like, it was exciting setting all the sites up and trying to get customers and doing all the marketing, but... 
the actual work of getting stuff and packaging it and selling it was just mind-numbingly boring. It was horrible, horrible work. And so I just so the business just tanked. It was it was terrible. Um, and so since then, I've just made sure that every time we think of a business idea or that I actually launch any kind of a business or product, then it it has to be something that I'm going to enjoy working on day to day. And if it's not, then it's just not something I work on. I love that, Dan. And I resonate with that 100%. I've had careers in the past where that boredom did take over. And how can you be successful when you're bored at what you're doing? And so for me with Entrepreneur on Fire, I started sharing with my friends, with my family, with my coach. I said, hey, I'm going to do a seven day a week podcast because I think it's fun to talk to entrepreneurs. Dan, I'm having fun right now talking to you. And then they said, well, yeah, that sounds fun, I guess, but how are you going to make money? And I said, I hadn't thought about it yet, but I know (laughs) I am going to have fun and then I'm going to be able to play the long ball game and then build an audience and we'll see what happens. So I love that mentality, Dan, and it's one that I continue to implement every single day at Entrepreneur on Fire. And what I want to do now is kind of turn the spotlight to your journey as an entrepreneur, Dan, because You've had quite the journey. I mean, I read your accolades in the intro. They're incredibly impressive, but there's not all accolades to entrepreneurs' journeys. And you've had failures. You've had struggles and obstacles like the rest of us have. So tell us a story. Take us to a time when you failed. And what lessons did you learn from that, Dan? All right. So I'm going to try and do this quickly because I've had so many failures in my life that we could we could do a whole series. We could do all 300 <laughs> interviews on Entrepreneur Fire just on every single failure that I've had. Um, so the, the failure that I'm going to talk about is the one that I think is going to be most helpful to people listening. And that's why I'm going to talk about it. And that is with, with my product Informly, which is um, now it's reporting uh, analytics reports for web agencies. But when I launched it, it was just an analytics dashboard. So you could connect a bunch of different services and get all your stats in the one place. Um, I worked in it for six months. I spent a lot of money, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, I had 4,000 people sign up to try it out. And in the first week of putting up a button where people could pay for it, I got one sign up. Um, and eventually, eventually, I shut the product down. And so, I mean, that was, yeah, that was a very big failure. And I learned a lot from it. And I've got a list of specific things I can go through if you want, if, if, if you think other people will learn from that as well. 100%, Dan. That's what it's all about. And first, let me just say, you know, thank you for sharing this because it's not always easy to share failures. I have a hard time talking about my numerous failures, but I do because I know it's helpful for me. I know it's helpful for the listeners. So thank you first, first and foremost for, again, sharing this. And number two, making this list, which is going to be incredibly helpful. So take it away. All right, so five things I've got. One is don't get distracted by startup buzz. And um, with our current business, we chatted to Heaton Shaw the other day, and this is one of the things that he said was just don't get distracted by the startup stuff. And and I got big time distracted by that. I got coverage in Mashable and the Next Web and um, a lot of local Australian startup publications, but that that didn't lead to customers. So I think focus on getting people to pay you money for something and forget about the startup stuff. Uh, number two is... Every validation metric other than payments to me were pretty much useless and I tried everything. I tried asking people whether they would pay, ask, asking if they liked the idea, putting it in forums, see what comments I get. Um, I had, if I get covered in the tech press, um, I did surveys for people who were using the product. I looked at email opt-ins. I looked at trials. Nothing validated the product other than putting up a payment button. So don't get too carried away with the validation. 
Um, the other thing I learned was that minimum viable products for a software business are not easy and they're, they're misunderstood. Um, and I, if, if we get time, I'll talk about the minimum viable product I did for this current business, WP Curve, later totally, on. Totally, definitely will. Number four, I had uh, make money as early as possible. And this is a no-brainer. And I know that a lot of people on your show have talked about this already. Um, but yeah, just getting that payment button up there and just finding out if people are paying. If not, then why? And then the fifth thing I learned was building a software or a SaaS business takes time and informally now is starting to grow and it's starting to be a useful business, but it takes a long time to do that. And I think if other people are in that situation where they need to do something within a year, which is the situation I was in, um, then a software business is going to be very, very hard to do that within one year. Wow. So that's an incredible checklist. And Dan is going to send it on over to me. So it'll be on his show notes page at eofire.com slash Dan Norris. And Dan, just first off, thank you for sharing that. That's a great checklist. And one thing that I pulled out of that that I think Fire Nation should walk away and kind of be excited about is he's just telling you, listen, keep it simple. You don't need to be tracking all these metrics, all these analytics, just the one that counts, which is will people open their wallet, take out money, and hand you money for what you're creating? That is what it matters. So Dan, let's just boil it down for Fire Nation. Those were five great checklists. Boil down one lesson, one takeaway from the whole informally experience. Yeah, I think one one good way to think about it would be to rather than starting out thinking I'm going to start a software business is is instead start out and say I'm going to help say five businesses with one particular problem. And I could have picked analytics. I could have said um, you know, I want to help these five businesses with analytics. I'm going to go through all your stats, put together a manual report. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to send you that report and you can pay me $100. And I'm sure I could have convinced five businesses to do that. And doing that would have told me whether or not I could build software that did it for me. So that that would be the one thing that I would try to do. That would be an, an actual MVP for that business. Minimally viable product. Love that. And Eric Reese talks about that so eloquently. He is a past guest and entrepreneur on fire as well as Tim Ferriss. And he definitely dives into that entire mentality and that kind of line of thinking that's so important for entrepreneurs these days. And speaking of that line of thinking that brought you forward in your journey, Dan, I want to segue to the aha moment. It's the other end of the spectrum because just like we do of these challenges and failures, which you encountered, but man, were they valuable because you learned so much and you shared it with Fire Nation. So now we're learning so much from your challenge, from your failure, and it's just incredibly invaluable information. You also are having these inspirational moments, these light bulbs that are going off, some that are working out, some that aren't, but share with us one that did, a light bulb that went off, and what steps did you take to make that a success? All right, so with Informally, I was I gave myself a year. I had a certain amount of money from my last business. It was about fifty, sixty thousand dollars or something left over. I gave myself a year to build another business that would would um, you know enable me not to have to get a job. And within a month of the end of the year, I found myself in a situation where there was just no chance of making that happen. There was I was losing about fifteen hundred dollars a month, so there was no chance of breaking even. The cost of running the app and and my development staff were much more than that. And I was on a farm with small animals, like miniature animals, like miniature donkeys and miniature cows and shit like that with my kids. I don't just go to those farms. There was, <laughs> there was a reason. Um, and I was just racking my brain. I was just thinking, well, he- what the hell can I build? Because I've been really passionate about building something that I can scale and not just going out and starting, you know, the same sort of company that I had before. Um, and 
so I, I don't really know exactly how it came about, but I came up with this idea of just saying, well, if, if people want help with their WordPress sites, they can go to an agency, in which case they're probably going to have to wait a few weeks for help and pay a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars every time they want a small thing done. Or they can go to a marketplace site and they can probably get ripped off. They have to handle their passwords over. They'll probably get crappy quality. Maybe three or four times later, they'll actually find someone good and that person will leave for someone else. And every entrepreneur I know has a horror story from a marketplace. Me um, included. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought there's got to be something in between and I really wanted to build a recurring business. And so I came up with this idea of um, giving people 24-7 live access to a WordPress developer because I had this developer and these, these, these are developers on my team already that I didn't want to lose because they're amazing developers and um, charging a subscription for that. Um, which is $70 a month. And within within a month, my business was making money and uh, no longer losing $1,500 a month. And it's been growing very, very rapidly since then. Let's just kind of step back. And instead of diving into WP Curve exactly and the fundamentals behind it, which we're going to do, let's just really talk about how this aha moment happened for you. And specifically, like the actions that you took this time that were different than the last time. Because with informally, like you were getting great press and you were getting great feedback from people in forums and thousands of signups. You said you had over 4,000 email subscribers who were saying, yes, this is a great product. Let's do this. What was different this time? Yeah, I think I, I think I misunderstood the whole MVP thing. Like I read the Lean Startup and and no offense to Eric Rees, it bored the out of me, but it was also probably the best, <laughs> the best book I've ever read. <laughs> um, it took me four goes to get through it, but it was it was hugely beneficial once I once it really sunk in, you know, um what what he was talking about. And I think some of those concepts are really misunderstood. And I thought what I did with Informally was an MVP, but after all was said and done, I realized that it wasn't. And so this time I was... Because people weren't actually handing you money. Yeah. And because it wasn't the smallest amount I could do to validate the idea. The smallest amount I could do to validate the idea would have been to get a business to pay me to manually create them a report. I didn't have to build any software to have an MVP. Um, so that's what I did this time. I said, well, if I'm going to launch a 24-7 WordPress support service, then I'm going to launch it in two days time. And... Um, I'm not going to actually have people 24 hours a day. It's just going to be me with a mobile phone next to my bed if it goes off. And um, I'm not going to spend any time on the brand. Um, I'm going to put up a website that costs $40 and I'm going to email my list on Thursday and say, this is what I'm offering. Please sign up. And um, I did that within one week. I'd made as much money as I'd made within the previous year with Informally. And that's, a, that's subscription monthly revenue. Isn't it incredible how the amount of time and effort that we can put into something because we kind of just get so focused. We have this laser focus and for you, it was informally and for other entrepreneurs, it's other things, but we just want it to work because we're, we're so proud of it and what it can become. We have this grand vision and so we stop thinking outside the box into what else could work in other areas and for you, it took First off, informally failing. Number two, you just trying to rack your brain for other ideas and you're at an animal farm and the idea hits you and you move forward with it. And it's just shocking how quickly that took off as opposed to the 11 incredibly hard, tough months of you losing money and informally that did not take off. I mean, what was the big difference between these two ideas? They're both great ideas. 
I don't really know the answer to that. I think the approach I took was better. And I think this business is definitely more in my wheelhouse of expertise because I really, I'm really passionate about helping people with this sort of stuff. And I've been doing it for years and I've been giving away loads and loads of free content for a long, long time about this sort of stuff. And that's how people know me. And I built up this list, you know, over the course of that year, I built up a list of about 5,000 people that I'm in contact with regularly. And I've got a lot of trust in that audience. And I think this is just something that falls into that expertise that that seems to work really well. Uh, but, but also I think there's some kind of, not everything is predictable and rational when it comes to entrepreneurship. I've started loads of businesses I thought would be good. Um, I didn't even know if this would be good. I, I, I was very, very surprised when I started getting these signups um, and testimonials, like people just proactively going onto Facebook and telling people how ama- amazing the service is. And sometimes you just don't know. And you, I, I just think it's not as predictable as people think. You try enough stuff make sure you're doing stuff that you enjoy and um, eventually something's going to stick. So Dan, let's really break this down for the listener. Let's put ourselves in the listener's shoes right now. They have a great idea and they're excited about it and they're looking to maybe put this idea into action. What would you do if you were the listener and you were about to move forward with an idea? What would be your next steps? I'd probably be worried if I thought I had a great idea for starters because I've started two businesses the last year. One idea I thought was great and one idea I thought was crap. And the one idea that I thought was crap is the one that's doing well. (laughs) So I wouldn't worry too much about ideas. In fact, I mean, if you think about what WP Curve is, it's it's monthly website support. It's not it's not even really an idea. It's just I'm going out and I'm helping people. Um, I'm doing good quality work. And to me, that is much more important than an idea. So if you're spending too much time thinking about an idea, then you're probably doing it wrong. I would say that you need to drop the idea and instead go out and do some high quality work, whatever that means to to your area of expertise and ask people to pay you for that work and then see where that takes you. It's all about listening to your customer and really being out there and solving that need. And for you in this WP curve, there's a need that's out there for people to have support. I mean, I'm trying to figure out right now how to get my gosh darn sidebar back onto my website. And you know what? Instead of going through the hoops and paying incredible amounts of money or getting crappy service, I mean, here's your service that I can hop on for a hot minute and have it done and someone walk through and show me how to do it so next time I can do it myself. But guess who I'm going to go to the following time when I have another issue on my website? It's such hmm. a no-brainer. But what I will say is like over the course of a year, we've turned, turned down so much work. Like I, I get stuff requested of me all the time. I could have started one of 10 different businesses. There's there's so much work out there. Um, there's, I, w- I was listening to uh, James Altucher talking the other day and yeah. he goes through a bunch of different ideas about businesses you could start. I mean, he talks about writing down 10 ideas a day. I mean, if you're writing down 10 ideas a day, there's there's no shortage of ideas. There's there's millions of types of businesses you can start. So I think if, you, if you're trying to get too caught up with that big idea, then um, I think it's getting you away from actually starting a business where you can start making money and work out what people really want. Absolutely. And and that's kind of one thing that I do want to move into right now, Dan. I want to move into present time with you with WP Curve. I really want to get into the underbelly of this business and the steps you took to really put into place. You already had some kind of a team put together. Talk about have you had to expand that team and who your target market is and who your perfect avatar would be for WP Curve and then what your vision for the future of this is. Yeah, so I have actually expanded in terms of I've found a co-founder, which is which is 
kind of remarkable. Hopefully I'll look back at this and, and think this was a, a bit of a weird kind of fate, I guess, intervening <laughs> because I, 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 start, I started a business that needed to operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week um, without any capacity to do so. And then a few a week or so later, um, Alex, my co-founder, got in contact with me and he's an Aussie who used to work where I used to work, used to live where I used to live and is now based over in um, Los Angeles and he finds himself in a position where he he can't work for two months because he just moved there and waiting for his visa and he's like, well, I'll just do some work for you for free. And a few weeks later, we're, we're co-founders in this company. So um, that's that's been quite amazing and, and it's been a big change. I've worked for myself for seven years and it's only ever been myself. And so I'm quite excited about that. And from a resourcing point of view, it just means that we can offer people what other companies can't, which is we you can get a local in your area pretty much worldwide 24/7 um, you know for and you're not you're not paying a ridiculous amount of money you're getting someone you trust and and you're dealing with you know someone locally to you so Dan let's start to kind of go into the meat and potatoes of WP curve because we've touched around the edges a little bit I know the listeners have an idea about what it offers but let's hear like the one minute detailed presentation of WP curve and and who as a listener might be a good fit so it's a subscription service. It's $70 a month and we do maintenance support, um, unlimited small jobs. So I guess the way I see it is that if a few years ago, you had to pay a web designer to build your site and basically right. do anything on your site. These days, you can do 90% of it yourself. But like you mentioned before, you get into that position where you, your sidebar disappears or um, you don't know how to, you know, you install a plugin and it breaks breaks another plugin oh, or yeah. you install a new theme and it's not responsive or little things like that that just aren't working the way they're supposed to be working. And and our service is, is unlimited small fixes. So it's, it's per website. If you've got one website and you've got a real business where you're making money, you're happy, happy to invest $70 a month and making sure that someone's looking after your WordPress site and doing the updates and the maintenance. Um, and you want someone available when you need them. You want to be able to use WordPress the way it's designed, which is for you to go in there with confidence and create content and not – tiptoe around worried that you're going to break something, that's then that's, that's what we built WP Curve for. I love it. And so let's kind of take through a problem. Like, let's say that I'm a member of WP Curve and I say, wow, like my sidebar just disappeared. I have no idea why. It could be a number of things and I'm terrified to even try to fix it because I probably is going to break something else. I'm a member of WP Curve. What would happen at that point? It's funny you should give that example because we did this exact job yesterday. No kidding. Um, I wonder yeah. if it's going around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this this situation, I probably can't say who it was for, but it's, it's for a quite a well known sure. entrepreneur. Um, and his his sidebar went missing from the right hand side of his page, and he was transitioning from uh, one host to another host, and the they're kind of teething problems associated with that. So we're helping him with that. Um, the sidebar went miss- missing every setting that he touched. He spent hours on it um, trying to work out the settings, work out what was going on. And um, he sent it to us within about 10 minutes. We had worked out that it was a problem with the code in the functions file. And it was actually preventing the rest of the page from rendering properly. So not only was the sidebar not there, the page was actually, the code was broken. And um, when you got bad code, you know, it affects your search engine rankings and everything else. So we made a very small fix. We updated the development notes, which he has access to. And he now knows exactly what we changed, what file was changed, knows when we backed it up. Um, and his site is now working. And that's that's a day in the life of WP Curve. That's the kind of stuff we do all day, every day. 
that's kind of fascinating. And with WP Curve, can you actually jump on with a WordPress professional and that guy will do a screen share with you and kind of say, yep, this is exactly how you do it, done, done. Or is it a job that you send out and it gets completed outside of your peripheral and then it comes back to you as completed? So we haven't done that screen share type thing yet, but but with that's kind of what's behind the name, which is like that le- the whole learning curve right. of WordPress. And we're, we're finding that a big part of it is this transparency where someone will email us and say, okay, I've got this problem. We'll get back to them straight away and tell them we'll fix it within within a certain amount of hours or something, so they know when it's being dealt with. Or if it's urgent, we'll fix it right then and there. Um, but the other thing we do is the development notes, so that they will actually see exactly what we did, what we fixed, what file we modified, um, and so there's just a hundred percent transparency. If, if we do have the kind of clients that actually do stuff, you know, that is more than a typical business owner would do that you would think a developer would do, but then they'll get stuck and they won't know where to, where to finish. So we'll fix it up and then they'll be able to learn from what we've done. So there's definitely that element of learning more about WordPress from someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, totally. I can see an integration later on. If this is a capability you guys want to move into in a direction where here's a six minute screenshot that we took a video of while we were doing this, if you ever want to walk and see exactly what we were doing and that's just going to kind of increase the transparency and then also probably stress your system a lot less because that person is going to want to stay because it's only 70 bucks a month and it's great service. But next time they have a problem like that, they're going to go and fix it themselves because they're not going to have to tax your system again. So I can see a lot of different opportunities and areas that you may be moving into if it's right for WP Curve. I definitely commend you for that product, Dan. Thank you. Well, you should sign up as an affiliate, John. (laughs) I'm going to have to. (laughs) And a customer. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, Dan, we're going to break in here to thank our sponsors. DIS Trust CT. Find out what it means to me. DIS Trust CT. Whoa. Slow down, Dumas. Sorry about that, guys. Getting a little distracted. It's a good thing I have Onnit's Alpha Brain right here. Oh, and sorry. How rude of me not to even tell you what Alpha Brain is all about. Alpha Brain is a supplement that has crucial components that help you remain calm, focused, and mentally driven throughout the day. How? Well, without getting too technical, it basically assists in delivering oxygen and nutrients to the brain via increased blood flow and the combination of neurospecific antioxidants that help clear away that mental fog. The result? An extraordinary combination of lucid dreams, mental drive, focus, memory, and mental acuity. If you want to check out Alpha Brain to see what it can do for you, Onnit is offering Entrepreneur on Fire listeners 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. There are a lot of online platforms out there that claim to be all in one. It's a great selling point, really. Who doesn't want to be able to manage multiple areas of their business from one single platform? Well, I've got news for you. Entreport says it, and it's actually true. Entreport is an all-in-one small business management platform that integrates all the software an entrepreneur like you needs to start, systemize, and scale your business. I'm talking client relation management, email marketing, sales, the whole nine yards. With Entreport, they're all in one place. To give you an idea of how powerful a platform like Entreport can be, check out these stats. 
Dane Maxwell, co-founder of the foundation, has seen a 500% increase in revenue, an 80% increase in new customers, and a 10% increase in customer retention since switching over to Entreport. Now, that's what I call results. To learn more about Entreport's streamlined platform and how it can help your business, go to Entreport.com slash fire today. We've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing really. I mean, I, I only worked for three or four years before I just totally left. Like I got a promotion and then three weeks later I left and started a business that I had no idea what I was doing, building websites. I didn't even know how to build a website when I started my web design business. <laughs> so I would, I don't really have any concept of risk. I just, if it seems like a good idea, I'll do it. And um, I didn't, there was nothing really holding me back other than it seemed like I should work for a couple of years before I right. started my own business. <laughs> I love it, Dan. What is the best advice you've ever received? Right. So w- when I sold my last business, um, my plan was to work on three different ideas at once. And I had three different software ideas. And uh, I was on a mastermind call with a guy called Matt Bellamere, who you should get on the show. I don't think you've had him on the show. I have you not. Should, you should get him on Let's the show. Let's do an email intro later. Yeah, I will. His advice was just to pick one. And and, and we, we really gave no consideration to which idea it was. I just picked informally more or less because it was the one that I'd sort of progressed the most. And while that idea didn't turn out to be a good one, it was the decision that took me from being a entrepreneur into an entrepreneur. And from that point forward, I was committed to this idea. And before that, I was not committed. So I think, I think just picking that, that one idea and just focusing on one thing was, was the best advice. Uh, love that. Dan, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? I would go with sharing content um, and creating content. I think I regularly share, I regularly give stuff away, and I think I'm pretty generous. Um, I'm always, you know, reading, listening to podcasts, big podcasts, listening to audio books, um, and looking for every opportunity to share what I know with other people and help other people. And I think that's if I do end up becoming really successful, which I don't regard myself as yet, um, then I think that will probably be the reason. Well, you, my friends, are on the right trajectory. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think pretty much everything I use has been shared on your show before, but I'm going to go with Google Drive because to me, like if I, I'm using Evernote less than I used to, although as I say that I'm reading this off Evernote, but um, <laughs> I, I find Google Drive almost replaces Evernote in terms of the, the mobile app is awesome for note-taking. It's got all of my docs in the one place. It replaces Dropbox because it does everything Dropbox does. The docs we use for just about everything, spreadsheets used for pretty much everything. Um, it replaces the Numbers app on the iPad because you can now edit docs on the iPad, like spreadsheets on the iPad, which is amazing. Um, it's cheaper than Dropbox. It gives you that same file structure for all your files. I just think it's a no-brainer. Awesome for collaboration. Google Drive, get on it. Love it. I'm on it. Entrepreneur on Fire runs off of Google Drive. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Dan Norris. Dan, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, so I mentioned James Altucher before. I'm reading his book at the moment. Um, which is called Choose Yourself. Um, it's 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 really good. I, I guess what I look for in books is is some kind of 
education, but mostly I look for kind of inspiration and entertainment. And James is really funny. I'd encourage people to get the audio version, and I know you've you've got the sponsor for that. Um, but the the audio version is quite good because he he doesn't add he doesn't like talk the exact words from the book. He kind of adds in a few extra stories, and he's quite funny. And it's it's definitely a good book to listen to. I love James. He's been on the show as well, and he's just a riot of every level. And you are right, Dan. Fire Nation, if they haven't already, can get the audio version of this book, which is highly recommended at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Dan, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So just take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? All right, so what I would do is I would make a list of 10 startups doing content marketing, and I would offer to write for them for free, uh, doing blog posts and creating, I don't know, infographics and other kind of content for their site um, for a month, and then I would just put a link back in my bio back to my site where I'd offer blog posts for $500 per post. So my goal would be after a month to go back to those people and say, can I still write for you for $500 per post? Um, And also get other people who've come through those posts to my site. So I've got proof there that I know what I'm doing. I try to get six posts a month so I've got an income. And then I would start working on a business that's more scalable. And that would involve doing more or less what I'm doing now except uh, not spending a year to get to the core idea that I want to work on, taking payments as soon as possible and um, solving problems for real people um, and gradually replacing that, that uh, content marketing income with, with something that I can grow into something that's uh, bigger. Love that. Thank you for that actionable advice, Dan. That's huge for Fire Nation and I know they're taking copious notes. And let's end the interview by you just giving us one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. All right. So I think people get into the habit of going after these little things in their business. Like they'll try to improve the conversions of something or they'll, you know, try to reach out to influencers or they'll um, try to, you know, get more Twitter followers or they'll focus on these really little things and they'll just forget about what to me is the most important thing in a business, which is to do good quality work. And I want to give your listeners a really actionable, specific thing they can do to make sure that they're doing good quality work. Yes. And what that is, is pick a person in your industry who you would regard as the, the biggest expert in whatever you're trying to get good at. So I'm going to pick an example of Neil Patel because he is the best content marketer that I know. And I'm going to say, draft an email to that person. And I'm going to say, hi, Neil. My name's Dan. Here's your top blog post that I read the other day that's got 500 million thousand tweets. Um, <laughs> and here's a post that I just wrote. And my goal is to get as good as the post you just wrote. And then instead of sending that email, so you could do this with anything. You could do that with a website design. You could say, um, the, leading, the leading business in your industry, here's your site and this is my site. And then say, what do you think I have to do to make sure mine gets as good as yours? And don't send this email, but just imagine receiving the email and then looking at what you're doing objectively. Because I get emails like this all the time. I get people saying, can you help me with this blog post? And... My response is, well, have a look at a blog post that is really awesome and then have a look at yours and you tell me what the difference is. And you can see immediately that what people are doing is not a high enough quality to do really, really great work. And if you improve that aspect of your business, then doing great work is what's going to create a great business. 
Wow. Well, Dan, I know that people are going to want to know how to connect with you. So what's the best way to do that? So I send a weekly email, um, go to wpcurve.com forward slash blog, and you'll see some of my content on there. Um, and I send an email every week with entrepreneur advice, uh, online marketing stuff, WordPress stuff. Um, I read and respond to every single email. So you can subscribe there or you can just email me, dan at wpcurve.com. Dan, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about today at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives. We also have a search bar. Type in Dan Norris. You're going to go to the show notes page. All of this goodness is sitting there waiting for you. And Dan, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. And, and I want to congratulate you as well on, on what you've done. Um, I spoke to you, I think, in December last year on my podcast after you'd done a release about 50 episodes. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see how far you've come. And I think if I can just reinforce what I've said in this interview, then, then business is about doing great work. And you've done consistent great work to a level that most people would not be able to do. And, and that's the reason why you're succeeding. And, and congratulations on that. Thank you, Dan. That is heartfelt. Thank you. And you are ignited. <laughs> Thanks, John. Imagine how much work went into opening your brick and mortar shop. You figured out a way to do it because it was your dream. Now your dream is to open up your shop to online consumers too. Guess what? Shopify figured out a way to help you do it because it's their dream to make e-commerce better, easier, and more accessible. Get a free 14-day trial and 20% off for life at shopify.com slash fire. That's shopify.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 